Hello, Rasa. Hi, Doc. How are you today? I'm doing great. Excellent. You look great. You got a new haircut. I got a new haircut. My first haircut in six months. Your first haircut in two years. Amazing. Are you ready to know everything now? I am ready to know everything. Excellent. Let's do it. Today, I want to share with you an important lesson from one of my roommates I had when I first moved to Montana before I even met mom. She was, in fact, the person who introduced me to mom, but that's not what I want to talk to you about today. Well, what do you want to talk to me about? Her name was Libby, and she had a saying she would say to us in the house. She would say, Know your fridge, people. Know your fridge. Do you have any idea what she means by that? No. So we were buying food together and we were cooking together. And that meant we were also throwing away food together. And she thought that was such a waste. We had beautiful bounties of food, but we were not paying attention to what was in the refrigerator. So we were buying things we already had, or we were neglecting things until they had gone bad. So know your fridge meant every day, look at the fridge, see what's inside it, what needs to be used today, what do you already have? Start thinking of the meals, not based on what you're hungry for or what you see in the supermarket, but what is in your fridge first. Wow, that's such a smart thing. I mean, so many people, sometimes even me, throw away food. That's just not a good idea. You really shouldn't buy things that you already have or let things that you already have go bad. 40% of the food bought in this country gets thrown out. That is such a waste of time, effort, and energy. What? That's almost half of the food. Yes, it's crazy. And we could save that and stop that with Know Your Fridge. But I also think it is advice you can take beyond the kitchen. Know your fridge means know what is inside your fridge. What do you have? What's the status? Use what you've got. And I feel like that's true of a family. Know your family. What's going on with people? How are they doing? What talents do they have? That's true of a group or a team or a classroom. Who's the person who can lead us on offense? Who can lead us on defense? Who can do the presentation? Who's better at working behind the scenes to make sure the numbers are all right? Who's someone who can have the fashion sense to pick out the clothes? Let everyone shine so you're not duplicating people's work and you're not neglecting people's talents. Yeah, that's really true. Know your bookshelf. If you're bored, maybe there's a book there you haven't actually read. Maybe there's games in the house that you haven't played, even though you feel like you've gone over them again and again. Know your neighborhood. Know your community. Know yourself. What are the parts of you that are ready to be used, but you just haven't taken out and they're kind of going a little rotten? Huh. So know your fridge. Look inside your real fridge or the fridge of yourself. And what do you think you're going to find? Well, I'm actually going to start in the freezer. And I certainly hope there's ice cream. Are you ready for today's poem? I am ready for today's poem. It is called Cut Grass 
by Philip Larkin. Cut grass lies frail. Brief is the breath. Moan stalks exhale. Long, long the death. It dies in the white hours of young-leafed June, with chestnut flowers, with hedges snow-like strewn. White lilac bowed, lost lanes of Queen Anne's lace, and that high-builded cloud moving at summer's pace. Wow, that's such a cool poem. Can I read it? Please. Cut Grass by Philip Larkin. Cut grass lies frail. Brief is the breath. Moon stalks exhale. Long, long death. It dies in the white hours of young leafed June. With chestnut flowers, with hedges snow-like strewn, White lilac bowed, lost lanes of Queen Anne's lace, in that high-builded cloud, moving at summer's pace. Hmm, well read. Thank you. What is this poem about? Well, it's about this grass being cut. But the extraordinary thing, she makes it into something more than that. Yeah, it's about mowing the lawn. But it's somehow still a nature poem. Usually when we think of nature, we think of the mountains, the lakes, the woods. We don't think about grass. But he is fitting it in between the flowers and the hedges and the lilacs and the lace and the cloud as part of summer's pace. And I do think mowing the lawn, at least in this country, is a summer ritual as much as any other. As much as running through a sprinkler, as much as setting off fireworks, as much as jumping in a lake. Yeah, definitely. Do you notice the rhymes in that poem? Frail, exhale, breath and death, hours, flowers, June strewn, bowed, cloud, lace and pace. Yeah. What does that do for you? I like it. There's so many wonderful poems that don't rhyme, but I think my favorites probably are the ones that do. This feels like it adds something to it. Have you ever had to cut the grass? Nope. Well, I have to admit, I don't mow it in our house either. Mom does it, doesn't she? Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Watch out, grass. Here comes the lawnmower. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I sure do. This one's from a listener named Lynn. Why have humans kept other humans as slaves from the beginning of time? Wow. Intense and important. Let me do some research and I'll get back to you and Lynn soon. Sounds good. I'm back. And this question made me dig deep. In the history books and in myself. On the one hand, the reason humans have kept other humans as slaves is pretty simple. Greed, hatred, delusion, jealousy, and pride. Greed of wanting to profit from the work of others without having to pay for it. Hatred of another group you see as different from yours. Delusion that some people are not full human beings, so it's okay to treat them as objects like property. 
jealousy of seeing other people get money, status, and power from owning other human beings and wanting to copy them so you can have the same. And pride of thinking you are better than someone else. So much better that it's okay if you or someone like you enslaves that person or group. At the same time, it's not true that humans have kept other humans as slaves from the beginning of time. For most of human existence, we lived in small hunter-gatherer groups. People worked together and were related to one another. And they moved around without war, debt, or classes of owners and servants. Slavery didn't exist. With the development of agriculture, people gathered in larger groups. They fought one another for territory. And many times, the rich and powerful enslaved the poor and the conquered. Because people had different skin color? Actually, slavery based on skin color isn't much more than 500 years old. But it's caused by all the reasons and examples I gave above. In the United States, it ended officially about 150 years ago. But that doesn't mean everything is fair and fine today. Grown-ups have trouble talking to kids about slavery and racism. We think it's too hard or heavy a subject. We're confused and embarrassed. We don't know what to say. But slavery is an important part of human and American history. One way to think about it is as a sickness, like a cough. What causes this sickness? Greed, hatred, delusion, jealousy, and pride. Those are the germs in this case. And just like we learn to wash our hands to prevent spreading them or getting sick, we have to learn to watch for greed, hatred, delusion, jealousy, and pride to prevent spreading them or having them take root in ourselves. It's easy to think only bad people would support slavery, but germs affect everyone. It's not having them that makes you bad. It's what you do with them that counts. So be aware, think for yourself, and stand up for others and what's right. Just because something is common or normal doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, I feel like there's this expression that I hear sometimes, if everybody else sticks their head in a fire, would you? Or if everybody jumps off a bridge, would you? Yeah. We had to learn as individuals, but also as a whole society to wash our hands. We had to learn that slavery was not okay. And we have to learn to talk about racism and other forms of injustice today. So true. Wash your hands, but open your eyes too. And start the conversation yourself if you can. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.